Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast, the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine with the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice, strategies, and tips from experts without the fluff. Your host, Caroline Belinska, the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. With over 10 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce, she shares her knowledge and interviews the experts to help you in your journey to success. Now, here's your host, Caroline Belinska. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It is Caroline here and I have another very special guest today. This is actually a very special guest that I met recently. I was on her podcast. Mary Lou Kayser has her own podcast and she talks about being a leader. So all about leadership and it's a fantastic podcast. It's a little bit of a different angle, but if you like sport, then you would love her podcast. So wait until I tell you about my podcast episode that will be coming out as well. But in a couple of weeks ago, I met Mary Lou while I was on her podcast and I just loved, loved, loved her direction, what she does, her passion. This is one person that is very, very passionate. And everyone that knows me knows that I love passionate people, people that love what they're doing. And this is someone that I wanted you all to meet. So Mary Lou Kayser, she facilitates high-end leadership workshops with business owners and corporate executives who are seeking answers to big questions about how to lead effectively and compassionately. And she has two children, which we were just speaking about. She's on a big trip over to the other side of the world, over to my side of the world, actually. And she is just a fantastic person that has got so much to share with us. And she actually talks about publishing books. And that is probably her biggest area. And I'll get her to explain more of that as well, because we were touching on that when we spoke privately as well. So that is something that I wanted to bring you as well, because it's very interesting for e-commerce store owners, something that you probably haven't thought about yourself in your business. So I want Mary Lou to explain that to us today. So Mary Lou, how are you today? Great to have you here. Well, thank you, Caroline. I'm so excited to be here. This is, this is great. I love what you're doing. Fantastic. Thank you. So we did speak a few weeks ago and I loved your passion. And I think that when it comes to the world of business, there's a lot of people out there that are quite fake. And that's what I really like about you is that you're very genuine and you are so passionate. So I really wanted you to come on here and tell us more about how you can help people, what you know about the business world. So how about you give us a little bit of an introduction to you and what you do and... Well, yeah. So as you mentioned, I live in America. I live on the West Coast in a city called Portland on the state of Oregon. And I have been, like a lot of people listening, I have had several iterations of my professional life. And right now where I've landed is the online space. My angle is I help people who have been thinking about writing a nonfiction book related to their brand, their leadership platform, oftentimes for several years, and they've had trouble. They sit down, they try to write it. It doesn't work. They go about their business. And when they land in my world, they are chomping at the bit to get this thing out of their head and into the world. So that's one piece of the puzzle of my business. But as you mentioned, I also have a podcast. I've been podcasting now. This is my sixth year. And my podcast focuses on people like yourself, Caroline, who have stepped up to the plate, who have raised your hand and said, I'm going to build a business in this new world where the internet is integral to what we do. So I know your listeners are people 
who are interested in e-commerce. They're building Shopify stores. They are looking to make a mark, earn a living. There's all kinds of goals that we have. So one of the things that I love about being in business today is that there are so many intersections between what we're all doing. Even though you may have a very specific niche, there are some fundamental business principles and especially around leadership that I think are applicable to everyone in order to be successful. I have two kids. Like you said, I'm heading off to London in less than a week. I'd love to travel. I've written and, and, and published a couple of books myself. And like I said, I'm just, I'm excited to share what I know to move the needle of your listeners forward. Fantastic. So today we're going to be speaking about leadership and writing a book. So I want to start off with leadership because I think that this is an area that most people who are in the e-commerce space, in really my clients and the people that follow me, is that a lot of these people are out there that all they want to do is either make money, some people only want to make money, and some people just have a great product that they want to promote and sell. So how about you give us that sort of angle of what does it actually mean for these people about being a leader? What is a leader and what does that mean in their world? Yeah, great question. So my philosophy is that if, first of all, making money is great. I mean, let's get that out on the table. That's one of the main reasons a lot of people go into business. And what oftentimes I see happening is at the beginning stages, there's all that excitement about, I love this product. Maybe it's your own. Maybe it's you're representing, you know, you found a place and you want to distribute somebody else's goods and, and create that. The thing of it is, is that eventually, eventually the money is going to come as a result of showing up as the leader of your business. So what do I mean by that? So leadership is really a mindset around who are you being? Who are you serving? You know, if you have a product, how is that making someone's life better, easier, simpler? You know, that's what business does. It solves a problem. So for example, if I'm, you know, landing on a, on a storefront and it has customized journals, okay, I'll, I'll use writing since that's my world, customized pens and journals, and they're beautiful and I want to buy them for gifts for my clients, I'm going to be able to tell pretty quickly who is showing up with true, like they love what they're doing. I can, I can feel it on the website. I can tell by the the detail, the ease of getting through, of navigating through the site versus something that's just kind of slapped together and it's for the sake of, hey, I just want to push some product around. So I think when it comes to leadership, if you are a business owner, you have raised your hand and said, I'm going to be a leader of this business. And that means I'm going to serve my clients the best I can. I'm going to learn by listening to podcasts like this one. You know, hearing the stories of different people and their perspectives is such a great investment in not only yourself, but your leadership brand and your e-commerce store, because your e-commerce store is your leadership platform. That's what it is. It's it, If you're wanting it to make money, you know, I look at some of the people that I admire in the space who are doing really, really well, and they're out and about. You can find them on social media. They're not hiding behind something. They're, they're truly stepping up and saying, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe, and this is how I'm serving my clients. And to me, that's one of the most exciting decisions anybody can ever make is to say, yeah, I am, I am the CEO of my business. So therefore, I get to drive this bus, right? I get to decide how far I take this, 
how much I want to sell, what I don't want to sell, right? I'm going to stick to one thing because that's what I love. And I'm going to trust that by showing up to this one thing, it's going to work. So that's actually really interesting. And I think that comes back to why I really enjoyed speaking to you last time and why I wanted you on here. It's about passion. I think that that really um, passion is so important to have that passion in your business. Because when you're passionate, then you're trying to be the best that you can be about what you love to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, I think for a lot of the business owners that I know, the business began because they were passionate about whatever it is they're offering, whether it's a, a product or a service, they love that thing, right? So my background in a former life, I'm a formerly trained educator. I worked in academics for almost two decades. Uh, I was in a classroom with students and I loved teaching. What I didn't love after a while was the system. So the educational system is what drove me away, but I still show up and teach. I still show up in my business and bring that passion for teaching people about writing and publishing. And I think that e-commerce owners naturally love something about business and then there, whatever product it is, whether it's socks or journals or, you know, knickknacks for some particular sport, it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what makes someone successful in business definitely includes passion and also at some point making the decision that I am the leader of this business and therefore I take full responsibility for its success or its failure. And I know your listeners are eager to succeed. And so, again, listening to podcasts like this, finding other podcasts that teach basic business principles can, can really go a long way in, in reaching those goals. Just a question that just popped into my mind when you were saying that. I spoke before about how people are either doing this for the fact that they just want to make money or they've got a good idea. And you said making money is not a bad thing. There's a lot of people out there that say, just set up a business to make money. And doesn't matter if you don't care about that item, just do it because you want to make money. Do you think that there's some sort of connection that needs to be made between just making money and having something that you love to do? Or do you think that it's possible? You deal with a lot of CEOs that probably go to work every day and they don't have any passion for what they're doing anymore. Do you think there needs to be that connection or do you think that people can get by just making money? I think that's a great question. And I definitely fall on the side of the camp of, hey, you know, I believe you got to love what you do. There's got to be something that excites you about what you do. However, I have heard people say that you don't have to love ice cream, for example, or even eat ice cream to own an ice cream store, right? You can love business and have any kind of business because you just love business. So I, I think there are people who truly can do what you just said. They can, they see the technology, they see the model and they say, yeah, I could do that. I'm not in love with the product, but I do love business. And at the end of the day, I like the results. So that I think is what gets them excited. No, that's a really good point because yes, I think that some people out there, and I love that because I think some people out there don't realize that they have to love the business, the business, not that business, but business in general. And a lot of people are out there saying, oh, I just want to do something because I want to make money. But so there has to be passion at some point. And that's actually a really good way of looking at it. It doesn't matter what the actual business is, but you have to love the idea of business. And I get worried because there are, and you and I spoke about this before, and that's why I love how genuine you are. And I'm exactly the same in this way. It's like, I'm not 
willing to lie and pretend that it's all going to be fun and, you know, that there's nothing to be done and it's easy. So I just want to make that clear is that if you don't love the idea of running a business, that you don't love the idea of setting up marketing, doing a Facebook ad, whatever that might be, and you don't love the product, then you're probably never going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've heard it said, and I loved this, is there was a woman, I didn't see her speak. This was a third party telling this story, but I want to share it because I think it fits your point. There was a woman who was speaking and she had built a business in the direct selling industry, which in a lot of ways is what e-commerce is now is that the middleman is gone. You know, a person can um, sell directly to consumers. And that's, to me, that's liberating. It's so, so awesome that people have this opportunity to set up their own store. I mean, you, when you and I talked to my podcast, Caroline, you were telling the story of your, remembering your dad's store and being a girl and having, just loving that experience, right? Mm-hmm. Now we can do it online. What she said to this, this crowd of 20,000 people that were listening to her speak is she said, you know, there's two reasons why people join this kind of business. Number one, they fall in love with the product. Number two, or they fall in love with the dream. And I think the dream is in our face 24-7 today. Anywhere you go online, you're going to see somebody's version of the dream. It may not be your version, but it's somebody's version. It could be somebody standing in front of their red Ferrari. It could be somebody off sailing the Caribbean. It could be somebody getting the keys to their beautiful custom home. It could be somebody standing next to the love of their life. I mean, fill in the blank. Whatever your dream is, we all have one. And we see money and business as a means to achieving that, right? So I, I guess I am genuine and I'm not going to lie that business isn't easy, but it is rewarding. And at some point, I think people do have to really have that straight talk with themselves and say, is this something, and I don't care what kind of business it is, it, it, is this something that I, I want to continue doing? I have one life to live. You know, what is it that is really going to give me that fulfillment? And running a business absolutely can do that. Absolutely can do that. But to sugarcoat it or think it's just going to be set up, you know, set up one Facebook ad or, or mm-hmm. you know, in my business, like, I make it clear to people, writing a book is one of the best things you can do if it makes sense, if it is aligned with your big vision. But if it's not, why would you spend your time doing it? Do something that the time is going to return something to you. No, that's exactly the way I think about it. So fantastic. So give us a few tips. What do you think it takes to consistently become a better online business leader? Oh gosh, great question. And thank you for asking that. This is, this is where my heart lies because I've had to go through this. Okay. First of all, there are going to be stages. So relax and accept that you, none of us is going to be, we're going to see somebody that we admire and be like, that's who I want to be like. And it's going to take a while to get there. And you you know, listeners have probably heard this said a lot, but we live in a highlight real world where we see the best of the best all the time and we don't see the behind the scenes. I think the closest person that is, is showing behind the scenes and even that is highly edited is Gary Vaynerchuk because he's, his whole mission and, and message is to document, 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 you know, document everything you're doing, the good, the bad, the ugly. So people get a clear sense of what this really takes. So be a really great online leader. One, you have to show up to yourself first. That means taking care of you first. And again, cliche, but 
Are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating properly? Are you attending to your, are you watering your mindset garden? Are you watering your, your physical garden? Okay. Because if you're burning out, if you're exhausted because you're just running, 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 running constantly, what good is that? Right. You know, I look at somebody like Steve Jobs and he had all the money in the world. He was a multi-billionaire a million times over and he couldn't beat pancreatic cancer. So I, I just, that's part of the formula of showing up online. The second thing is you, you have to be willing to be visible. You know, you are your business. Yes, you're going to have a storefront or yes, you're going to have a website or whatever method, Instagram page, but you're going to have to show up and be willing to share your story, be vulnerable, talk about mistakes, talk about a before and after. People like that. It's amazing. When I started to share more vulnerable pieces of myself, I was petrified. <laughs> Caroline, I was terrified because mm -hmm. I was raised in a family where you just don't talk about that stuff, right? So I had this whole, then I'm looking around and people are saying, you, you've got to be more you. And now that I'm doing that, it's, first of all, it's very liberating. And second of all, people are responding. I get way more engagement. And that's part of it too. And then another thing is you must play the long game. It, this is a long game. Business is, is a long game. Now, it's, I'm not talking 30 years, but I'm also not talking, you know, it's not going to happen in six months. Um, and I'm going to put a plug in for keeping a journal. Writing in a journal by hand with a pen on paper is one of the, even if it's five, 10 minutes a day, you would be amazed at how, first of all, it allows you to filter through things that you're thinking about. It allows you to get stuff out of your head if you don't like what you wrote or you want to burn it, by all means, I know people who do that. They'll keep a notebook and then they go have a burn party because you're like, I'm done with that. I just got all, all that stuff that's been in my way and I that's don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's easy to get excited and mesmerized by the allure of the internet because it does promise so much, but there's a whole life that's outside of it that is required to show up to it. So those four tips, take care of you, write in a journal, be willing to share your story and be visible. And don't be afraid if you've been doing something for several years and it's just not, it's such a slog. Don't be afraid to say, I need to change course. It's okay to quit. It is absolutely okay to quit because you're going to find, you're going to make space for something else that's just dying to come into your life. Thank you for saying that. I have to really say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I have, most people come to Just Ask Parker and ask me for an audit, a website audit first off. And some people I've had to say to them, I'm not here to be nasty, but you really cannot continue the way you're going. You either need to make complete changes or you need to change your whole business and just do something different. And I think a lot of people fear that. I think a lot of people think that they have failed. But, you know, we look at some of the best people in the world. They have failed a million times. Richard Branson. Yeah. Look how many things he's failed at. What did he have? Virgin, virgin wedding dresses. And that's <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I think that being able to say it just enough's enough and I need to change, I think is a great thing that people need to understand they can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seth Godin writes in his book, The Dip, which I highly recommend because it really showcases. It's a small book, but it, it just punches you in the face and reminds you that, oh yeah, I'm going to have this amazing ride and then 
guess what? On a roller coaster, that part that you're in, that little bar is going to take you down and you're going to dip and your stomach's going to drop and you're going to wonder, am I going to fall out of this? And there's, there's sheer terror in that moment. And it's the same in business. And he's the first one to say winners quit all the time. You know, think about it. If you, we, we celebrate people who quit drinking. We celebrate people who quit smoking. We celebrate great people who quit bad relationships. Why don't we celebrate people who say, this isn't working for me anymore. I'm losing my mind or my health is at the worst it's ever been. But, oh, I got to keep going. I got to keep going because I'm doing this, right? No, sometimes it's absolutely okay to say, I'm done. I'm done and I'm going to receive what's next. I don't know what it looks like. I am scared. Guess what? There's a lot of people who are going to be right there with you and say, I get it. I'm, and they're going to put their arm around your shoulder and they're going to let you grieve that loss. And then they're going to be right there when you say, now I know what I'm ready to do. It's exciting. And that's part of being a leader. It really is. It definitely is. And I see so many people who have come to me as, I just had someone in my Facebook group saying a few weeks ago, this is the third time I'm doing this. The other two businesses failed. I tried and they didn't work. Whereas I've learned so much from that. And that's, you learn from every experience. And so tell us, why do you think working with a coach is so important in for online business owners? Yes. Working with a coach is critical because number one, a, a great coach is going to see things that you just can't. I am working with now my third or fourth coach. And the, the other thing I too, I want to say about coaches is that coaches like life have seasons. So absolutely, depending on what your goals are, ask people in your circle, who do you recommend? Because I want to achieve this, aligning what you want to get done with the right kind of coach is really, really important. So for example, if your, if your, you know, number one goal is to two or three times your revenue for the year, you want to find somebody who really knows how to do that. You wouldn't just go to a life coach, right? They may have some good ideas, but that's not lasered in. The coaching relationship is also one that's going to accelerate your progress. So if you're ready to really accelerate your growth, only though if you do what they tell you. So that's one of the things too, is it's not going to work if you resist what they say. And I mean, I'm, I'm a book and writing coach and I feel very fortunate because I vet my clients really, really well and make sure that we are a good fit so that they are going to do the work that I ask them to do. And so if you are seeking a coach, you need to say to yourself, okay, I'm ready to do whatever it takes. And if they tell me I need to do X, I'm going to do X. And then they tell me I'm going to do Y, I'm going to do Y. Even if it's strange and new and different and uncomfortable, guess what? That's where the growth happens. So I'm a huge, huge fan of coaches and it's okay to have more than one. You might have a coach that's helping you eat better. And then you have a coach that's helping you with your Shopify business. And you may have a coach that's helping you with uh, your money, right? They all serve a purpose. So valuable. Yeah, fantastic. So let's flip the page of the book and talk about book writing for a second. Because you and I, when we spoke the other week and we were 
off air and we were talking about ourselves and I came to the conclusion that there's one particular client of mine that is perfect for a book and she sort of had said to me so I, I explained it to you I think in detail but just sort of for everyone else this particular client I'm coaching her it's private coaching and she wrote to me last the other week just before our call and she had said to me hey I want to write a book someone told me to write a book so can I throw something together something along those lines and I was like no please don't do it so I had actually written back to her saying no and and then Mary Lou, when I spoke with you, I was like, oh, this person, I'm going to put you in touch with her because she'd be perfect. And so I sound very strange one second saying to this client, no. And then the next second saying that I think that this client should work with Mary Lou. But there's a very good reason for that. And that's because Mary Lou, what you do and how you go about it is very different from throwing together a book just for the sake of throwing it together. So can you sort of explain that a little bit so then we can understand what you do when it comes to helping people write a book on why they should do it? Yes. Again, thank you for asking that question. So first of all, I don't believe that everybody should write a book. And I'm the first to say that. And the reason is because writing a book is a commitment not only to yourself, but to your, your audience, to your readership. And so you have to come to that de decision that you're going to write a book for similar reasons as to why you want to start a business. And I believe that the, the people that I work with, they're not just getting somebody who's going to help them write a book. They're getting somebody who's also going to help them grow their business with their book and expand their leadership platform and footprint with their book. So I, I only work with people who want to write nonfiction. They're committed to high quality. I just had a conversation and just started working with a brand new client recently who was in the mindset that you just described. Well, we just, we just want to put a bunch of stuff together in about a month and put, put it up for sale. And I stopped them and I said, okay, let me ask you, why do you want to do that? Well, we just want to get something out. Mm. Okay. And you do that and then it's out there. And then how is that going to reflect on this big vision that you have for growing your business? to the level that you want. And they stopped and they said, oh, you're right. I said, exactly. A book, a book is a part of your brand and you want it to, one, be well done. It doesn't have to be long. That's the other thing. We're not talking about, you know, war and peace here or a huge trilogy for, for listeners who love to read fiction. You know, you look at some of the, the fantasy writers or the thriller writers who put out these, these enormous books. That's not what we're talking about here. Typically, my clients write books anywhere from 25,000 words, which comes to about 100, 120 pages printed to 40, well, excuse me, not 40, 75,000 words. Okay. So there's that, that stretch and that's a little bit more of a hefty book. But again, what makes me different is I'm not just a book editor. I'm not just a writing coach. I'm going to help somebody create a tangible asset that will work for them for years, that will be a centerpiece to their business, that will open doors to speaking engagements, for example. Or one of the things I say is you will be so proud of this book, you could hand it to the CEO of any global organization or your mom, and they would both be absolutely wowed. So I don't know if I answered your question, but that is that mindset is just so, so critical. And again, it's a book, writing a book is not for everybody. How a book can serve you is can open doors, 
but it needs to be aligned with your bigger vision. So that's one of the first questions that I ask people that come to me is, what do you see your bigger vision being and how do you see a book fitting into it? Fantastic, because like this particular client, and I've done it, I wrote a book years ago for exactly what you're saying not to do it, but I've been there and I've done it. And what a lot of people think that I hear from people is that people think if I write a book, suddenly I'll get a whole lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that because that I think is everyone's mindset. Oh, if I want to get traffic to my website, I'll just write a quick book and suddenly I'll have all of this business. Right. So we all know that traffic comes from a concerted, I mean, you have to direct traffic to your site through something. And mm-hmm. can a book do that? Absolutely. But you're still going to have to put the marketing oomph behind it. Uh, just because you write a book and it's sitting there doesn't mean magically, deliciously, people are going to start flowing in. You have to promote that book. That's what's going to drive people. So this is where, again, showing up as a leader, being proud of your book, doing Facebook lives and saying, look, my book just arrived, doing an unboxing of your box of books, taking people through that journey. Hey, I'm, I'm working on my the final document of my book, just dripping out, you know, teaser stuff as you're writing so that then you're you're building up that expectation and excitement, that's what's going to get more traffic into your world, right? But just, and I see it all the time, and it is a tactic that some people teach. And I'm not here to say one way is better or another. I'm here to say where I have landed and what works for the clients who come to me is we spend time together getting the best book they possibly can. It is at the top. It is that they want to self-publish because they want to retain control of their book and they want to be able to put it on their website. They want to be able to make a revision if they need to down the road without going through layers and layers of tape, which if you go with the traditional publisher, that's what's going to happen. So yes, can a book increase traffic to your website? Absolutely. But you're going to have to put the time and energy into making that happen. The book itself isn't going to do it. Yeah. So I will say, because I know you're too polite to turn around and say, oh, is that strategy good or not? I'll say, no, that other strategy really, really sucks. I can say that. (laughs) And I can say it from the point of view of, I've seen it a thousand times before, because if you're too lazy to market your business, you're going to be too lazy to market your book. And the same amount of effort needs to go into that. So yeah, when, when you and I started speaking, I was like, oh, this is perfect because you take it from a different angle because people think I'll put a book on Amazon and suddenly I'm going to get all, all of this traffic. Well, if the book's not fantastic, you're not going to get fantastic reviews. So then you're not going to be pushed up the line on Amazon anyway. So then you're never going to get any success, even naturally and organically. And that's where you come into it and say, okay, well, if you want this help, let's make it the best book it can possibly be. Right. And there's also positioning involved, you know, so there's the physical writing of the book. Then there's the, the, you have to think about how cover is going to look. You have to think about the title and the subtitle, and you have to think about the algorithm of Amazon because that plays into it. And then you have to think about your current business or the business that you're building and what can you start doing to generate some buzz ahead of when the book is actually live. And then you have to do the work to drive people to Amazon. And yes, reviews are huge. And, you know, I I just helped a client launch a book last month and he had read somewhere and I had read it as well. And we were talking, he says, I don't want to have like 
30 reviews the very first day and then nothing because that's just, mm. it looks, it looks suspicious. It's like, you just went out and you got 30 of your friends to write reviews. So he has strategically, he and I worked out a, a calendar and strategically getting people to write reviews over the next three months. So it looks and, and they're genuine. It's not like he's paying them to do it. They've read the book. They want to write a review, but he is saying, Could you, we want to stage this. And that's a strategy. So there's a lot of that. And it's, I like how you're paralleling. At the end of the day, good business is good business. It doesn't matter if your, your business is around a book, if it's around an e-commerce store, if it's around a local pet shop. Great business is great business. Fundamental. And mm. I'm, that, that makes me circle back to one of your earlier questions is, you know, if, if listeners are really eager to have a fantastic e-commerce store, spend some time learning basic business principles and it's going to spill over. The delivery system is, is the e-commerce, but the business foundation has to be in place. Anything. So true. So tell us a little bit, everyone's probably now thinking, is this actually a good idea for me? What types of e-commerce stores have got the potential to write a good? I think e-commerce stores, uh, if somebody has, is a maker, meaning they, their e-commerce store may reflect their own stuff. Uh, I know a lot of your listeners are doing more of the, they're finding a certain kind of product and then representing it in their store. You know, I think the, I think the business of e-commerce, because it's so new, if someone has a great story about how, A, they have pivoted from a completely different career and now have chosen and you know are on the path to success with e-commerce, I think that's a story that's worth telling. I think. For people maybe who have tried a whole lot of businesses, you know, we love stories, business people, people in general interested in entrepreneurship and leadership in business always love a great story about that journey. So again, I have not personally worked with somebody who is in the e-commerce space. However, I run into people who are doing a side hustle, right? Like they may still have a corporate job and they're starting something maybe with an Etsy store or your, your platform, a Shopify store. I know someone through my mastermind accountability partner whose children, their, uh, her tween daughters start, launched a scarf store on Shopify and have done very, very well. That's a really cool story. So if it's somebody who just wants to sell you know, a physical product to make money and they enjoy that, a book probably isn't in alignment with their big vision. But if there's somebody who has that, that pivot story where there's that moment of I'm going to leave one thing and go to another and here's what my journey's like, that could be a good, a good book. Okay. So let me give you, I'm putting you on the spot here. Let me give you a couple of, of my clients and you tell me if there's something that they could write from this. Um, I've got a client that sells drones and drone parts. Do you think that there's a story in there? Just by that alone, possibly. Ooh, I would okay. want to know. I, I would want to know this. I would want to know this person's backstory. And the reason I say possibly is because drones are a, a, a very new technology. There's a mystique around drones, and if this person is in any way a drone expert, there could be something there. Oh, okay. That I wasn't expecting that answer at all. So this is fantastic. I've got quite a few clients who do skincare, beauty things. Yes, skincare and beauty. One of the hottest categories <laughs> of any in business and, and highly competitive as everybody knows. However, again, I don't know their backstory. I think sometimes people tend to think, oh, a book about skincare would just be 
more of a beauty book, like here are some ways to take care of your skin. Again, depending on their backstory, why skincare, maybe an expose about the truth about skincare, you know, secrets about skincare. Again, absolutely, there could be something there. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So I've got another one here. This is a good one. She sells jewelry that is around uh, her name. The name of the business is Vulcan, but Viking, Viking fashion. So she has like rings and bracelets and for men and women, it's around Viking fashion. Anything there for her? She's, she just liked the products and she decided to start selling them. She's not an expert in Viking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she just likes the products. So again, could there be a book there? That one, again, I don't know her backstory. She sounds more like somebody you were describing earlier who just found a niche that they liked and wants to pursue, you know, that world. That's a very, very specific world, you know, serving people who are into the Viking scene, right? With costumes, I'm imagining, and things like that. Honestly, Caroline, until I spoke with somebody, first of all, they would have to be interested in writing a book, right? I believe there's, everybody has a story whether or not it's one that's worth pursuing, putting into a book aligned with their business, that's, that's a completely different conversation. And I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. I believe in possibility. So. (laughs) No, but I love that. And I wanted to find out your opinion on that. And I did put you on the spot for that, but I love. That's okay. Especially the first one. wasn't expecting an answer like that. I was thinking you were going to say, no way, there's no story in drones, but you were so right. Once you said it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So it actually proves that there is a lot of opportunity for a lot of people. And if anyone's ever thought about it and ever thought, oh, I got told to write a book, then it's probably worth pursuing the information properly and finding out if there is something there. Mm -hmm. Never hurts to consider if, and, and again, I think some of the factors that you just mentioned need to be in play. Has anybody ever said to you, wow, you know, when are you going to write a book about this? Okay. I mean, a lot of every client I have worked with has had at least one person say that to them. Okay. Another thing is, is that you yourself have sat down in front of the computer and opened a Google drive file or a word file and started typing some ideas. Or you have notebooks full of observations, stories, anecdotes, and you look at this and go, there's got to be something. I had a client, one of my very first clients came to me literally with a giant, just one of those uh, laundry baskets full of notebooks and said, what do I do with this? And we sifted through them and came up with what became her book. So. And also, if, if, you, if you're thinking about, you want to use a book to open doors and not just, again, not just some ebook or something that's a bunch of blog posts slapped together. Nothing wrong with that. That's a different beast. That's not what I do. Then, yeah, they can, you know, check out, they can come to my website, thebookrevolution.com, and there's a way to connect with me there. Fantastic. I am very, very, very grateful to have you today because I think you've opened my, and even my eyes, and I know definitely my listeners' eyes to new possibilities and new ways of doing marketing, new ways to put themselves out there to the world. So I think that's fantastic. And I think the leadership information is going to help a lot of people as well. So I'm very, very grateful to have that. And like you said, the bookrevolution.com is if anyone wants to know about writing a book. And then the podcast that I will be on shortly, soon, I don't know, it's next month or something like that, pypodcast.com to find out more information about the podcast. But Mary Lou, 
It has been wonderful having you here. And before we finish up, do you have a book that you recommend to everyone listening? Yes, I think this is a book I just reread. And obviously in the world that I move in, I it's hard for me to pick a book. I can I tell two just because they're so they're yes, so cool. Please. Yes. Uh, the first one I would recommend just from a mindset shift is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's a great book to just kind of put into perspective when we're stepping out into a new territory. You, you trust yourself. The wings will, your wings will carry you. It's a wonderful, it's a fast read. So The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And then the other book I recommend, so the second book I recommend is called The Million Dollar One Person Business by Elaine Pofelt, P-O-F-E-L-D-T. and her subtitle is make great money, work the way you like, have the life you want. And I think that's so appropriate to your e-commerce folks. Fantastic. I'm going to get hold of that one as well. That one sounds really interesting. I definitely want to read that one as well. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Wonderful. Well, Mary Lou, we have to leave it there. It's been, we've kept talking and talking. So thank you so much for having you, having us uh, being on our show today. And I look forward to keeping in contact with you because I know you've got a lot of great things to share. And thank you everyone for listening today. Thanks for having me, Caroline. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash winning with Shopify and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And as a listener, get 20% off at justaskparker.com by using the code podcast.